Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is a cup of joyful prayer. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zentzalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so this is something that you started doing during the church service quite a while ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And we decided to dig into a little bit of why and where it comes from and what you do. So let's start with what it is, and then we'll talk about where it comes in the service. Certainly. So the piece that I'm specifically referring to here is happens during the prayers of the people. Mm -hmm. So the prayers of the people are a piece of the service that happen about halfway through, three quarters of the way through the service. And this happens after the assisting minister has offered their petitions, and then after I have offered a few petitions. And then I typically lead into it with something like, in the midst of our days, God finds us in a thousand tiny ways. Where are the people of God seeing joy, seeing God in this time? And when we were only in person I would say, I invite you to call them out and echo the joys of your neighbors so that we would hear them in the room and then echo them like a human amplifier Mm -hmm. so that we would be able to hear each other. That is harder when we're trying to do hybrid services because we also have people online. So there is a chat feature that people can type them into the chat. And there's also people who can unmute and speak into their microphone and try to get it into the room. So I'm trying to hear everybody and lead in the echoing of all the prayers, which is a little harder because I'm no longer down in the midst of the people. Mm -hmm. I'm at the lectern leading the echoing of the prayers, trying to get it so that we can all be sure to hear each other and keep that accessibility. So why did you start this? I don't remember exactly why I began it. I know this much. It came actually from my teaching parish. Okay. So way back, a long time ago, (laughs) in the year 2000, literally in the year 2000. That's jumping in the way back machine. It is jumping in the way back machine. When I attended Peace Lutheran in Danville, California... One of the things that the pastor always did during the prayers of the people, and the prayers of the people were something in that congregation that were open for anyone to pray. They weren't something that were led only by the leadership. There were one or two that were done by the assisting minister and one or two that were done by the pastor, and then they were open to the congregation. And then the pastor would say, and for what do the people of God give thanks for? And then the congregation would give thanks for different things. And that's how the prayers of the people always ended. They always ended on these thankful notes. And I carried that with me from that place. It was my teaching parish. It was also my home congregation. It was the congregation that sponsored me when I did my candidacy through the ELCA. And there was something about that turn and that movement No matter how hard the sermon would get, the prayers of the people in that moment would always, like like a lament, would always take the hardness of the word, even if we had heard law or even if we had lamented, no matter what had come, we would turn our hearts to the thankfulness 
and turn our hearts in that moment towards the table and make that movement towards our faith and towards that trust in God in that. And that connection for me was so helpful in those early formational years. And so I think that it was probably around six years ago, maybe around the time when I was doing my doctoral work, but it was about six years ago that I started to step out into the congregation during the prayers of the people and start trying these echoings and echoing the joys. And I took it away one Lent and people really noticed it, that we had stopped doing. Mm -hmm. There was one Lent I very specifically did not do the echoing of the person. And we had just been trying it out. It was like the first year and we had tried it out for the season of Epiphany. And so for the season of Lent, we removed the echo and I got feedback from people that they really missed it. And so we put it back in from the Easter season forward and we've just not removed it. And I think it has become a part of our rhythm. It's harder to do. It's especially harder to do when we moved online. Oh, really? One would think that using the chat would be so much easier. Okay, as an introvert, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that using the chat, both that I could chat directly to you Mm -hmm. or chat to the entire congregation, I would be way more willing to say something. Otherwise, the introvert me is quiet as a church mouse, as it were. Yeah, that's true. It's possible, but... I have found it more difficult. I believe that. Everything seems a little bit more difficult when you throw the <laughs> online component in. <laughs> yeah. That's fascinating. I do have a vague memory of when you started doing it. And again, having been raised Catholic where <laughs> you don't ever just shout things out. <laughs> That's not how that works. Yeah. I was really shocked when you first started doing it. And then it just now is a part of the service. Yeah. And I was surprised when we first started it. I didn't know how it would go over. We had been working for years already to kind of break down the barrier between leaders and participants, right? And trying to make it much more conversational within our worship service Mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't be overwhelming for people to speak out. And so I thought it might be okay. I thought it might work okay. But I wasn't certain that it would be super successful. Mm -hmm. I was delighted when it worked and when people started jumping in with it and started participating. And I was delighted, especially when our children in the congregation would participate in calling out. And I really loved that. And I really do miss very, very much. I miss standing down in the center of the congregation for the prayers of the people. Interesting. It seems to me that, especially during the pandemic, when all the news seems so incredibly hard, that shift from the sermon and the readings, and usually the first couple of petitions are touching on whatever's going on in the world at the moment, and it's generally not good stuff. Mm -hmm. So to have that turn in the service before you get to communion really is a shift that you can feel towards the positive, which I had never actually put my finger on was happening. Yeah. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. It is a choice and it's a practice, right? It's not a manipulation. It's a practice. And when I try to introduce it, I often use words, even amidst the hard and the difficult, Mm -hmm. 
even as we face these challenges, you find us, God, right? So a manipulation might be, or at least in my feeling, I might feel manipulated if I were sitting in a pew and I would hear something along the lines of, in our darkest hour, you come and find us, dear God, and you pull us with your, right? Mm -hmm. That theology of you go through hard things in order that God will provide for you, Mm -hmm. or the theology that you are tested for God to show you how God can provide, or you only get as much as you can handle and God provides, right? Like those kinds of theologies can be used in ways that are really harmful. Mm -hmm. And so I try to avoid that really a lot. And when I introduce these concepts, when I introduce this part of the petition, I try very hard to say words that are along the lines of, yes, the world is hard and we are experiencing difficulty and challenge. And within this, God finds us and we see beauty and we see joy. And when we are able to, we find strength within this. And so let us share with one another where we are seeing God in our midst in these days. And so it's not a just look at the positives, hopefully, (laughs) at (laughs) least it doesn't come across that way. Hopefully it comes across very much as a yes and. Yes, the world is hard and God is with us. Who do you find typically responds to this or does it change depending on if you're in the sanctuary or online only or somebody like me who would only do it in the chat? It varies from week to week. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think there are some folks who are more comfortable than others in responding. There are certainly some who have a comfort in speaking about their ability to see God Mm -hmm. and an ability to share that publicly. There are some who only do it privately in chat, Mm -hmm. but I think there are others who are very comfortable in the sanctuary calling out their joys. I think normalizing silly answers sometimes, but they're not silly, Mm -hmm. right? Like saying lemonade Mm -hmm. or finding ways to say a radical yes and modeling a radical yes to every single answer that comes helps to give permission to any answer that comes. So if the answer that comes is grandchildren, shouting out with great joy, grandchildren, and Mm -hmm. echoing it with great delight. If the answer is potted plants, shouting out potted plants with great joy, right? Meeting each and every suggestion with the same kind of joy Mm -hmm. gives permission for us to not judge our answers, Mm -hmm. which is solely what I would be doing to myself. (laughs) Absolutely. It's what we all do to ourselves, right? We absolutely think, well, my joy in the rain causes someone else to be miserable who loves the sun. So it's not worthy. It's not worthy. Or me giving thanks for bergamot for the 50th time (laughs) this year It's just going to be predictable and annoying for people. But really, bergamot is something I give thanks for every single day. Mm -hmm. So it's genuine and it's real and it's how I see God. So is that a bad thing? No, I don't think so. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's an opportunity to just continue that spiritual practice 
that discipline of radical acceptance of how our community sees and experiences God and supporting one another in it and finding ways to turn our hearts within the challenge that we are willfully accepting the challenge of our faith to purposefully accepting that there is also comfort within it when we have hearts that can be open to accepting the comfort. How do you know when it's done? Do you put a time limit on yourself or you just wait for the longest pause possible? I try to wait for the longest pause possible. Sometimes online, if I'm running the show in the back, I'm like, got time frame, friend. I know, it's so Which is hard. Not, it should not be that way for church necessarily. It's so hard. Like I'm trying to wait in person. It's a little bit easier if it's only on person to be able to like feel the silence shift. Sure. Well, you can read body language. You can read faces. <gasps> With Zoom, often you got black boxes. It's hard to read those. It's so hard. And then like I'm watching for the microphone to turn off, mm-hmm. you know, or like a microphone to turn on because sometimes like Marilyn's microphone will turn on and then she might go to say something, but then she'll change her mind and turn her microphone off again. But then she turns it back on because she's going to say something. And mm-hmm. But then maybe like Hazel in the back row has said something, but she hasn't seen that Marilyn's microphone is so like I'm trying to outwait to see who's going to like. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah, it's really hard to gauge. And then when I start my like ramping up, because again, what the pastor in Danville would do is he would always do this particular rhythm Mm -hmm. where he would get to the end of it and he would start naming things faster and faster and faster and faster until he would get to for the baptismal font, for the meal that feeds us, for the resurrection that proclaims your love for us, for Jesus who holds us, right? Mm -hmm. And would get to that like proclamation moment. And may the people of God say, and everyone would shout amen kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of that in what I do, but there's also tiny little pauses at the very beginning because like I'd say four times out of 10, someone breaks in and adds like, oh, one more thing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Somebody gets brave at the very end. Very, like, oh, yeah, that. And I'm like, mm, totally, I meant to give you room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you think there are certain times of the year where you notice more people saying things than others? Like, is Lent a particular time when people need to see the joys and things, spring or holidays or anything? That's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that yet. And I think I'm going to pay a little more attention to that. Sure. What about the rest of your ministry? Do you use this anywhere else or is it specifically just in the service? I think in some ways it comes through in like the PTAs that I've done with the kids, praise, thank, and ask. Mm -hmm. But the kids get it twice, right? We praise, we thank you for. Mm -hmm. And it's front loaded with youth. And I think that that's okay. Because I think to start with hope sure. is good with younger ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question then. Do you have a favorite shout out that stands out in your memory as something that you just found joy in yourself? There's a couple of young ones. And there's one particular young one that would go, pizza! <laughs> from, <laughs> sure. Down front. And that joy. Ugh. Oh. Yes. 
I remember that. I know that joy. Yes. Pizza. Mm -hmm. Pizza brings joy to all. I see God in pizza. (laughs) Classic. (laughs) Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about A Cup of Joyful Prayer. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for listening along. I hope that you have time to build in intentional, prayerful practices into your life. If you have any questions, comments, or thoughts we would love to hear from you, you can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.